ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930 present The Drive. Brought to you by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Local then, local now. Never FDIC. It is Thursday, October 22nd. That means your drive begins now on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. You can join the program by calling the Miller Lite phone line at 877-420-TALK. That is 877-420-8255. Miller Lite, whole true, great taste, only 96 calories. It is the original light beer. Coming up on the program this afternoon, Tony Kemper, the longtime coach. Okay, he's been around a while. He's not been there that long. I'm making him sound like he's 50 years plus into the job. Tony Kemper, my guest, coming up here in a little bit. The longtime coach, as I as I parade all kinds of uh, praise on him, of the Marshall women's basketball team. Uh, Tony is a well-regarded guest on this program. Well-regarded. Anytime I need someone in a pinch or just to come on and – be a part of this show on short notice. Tony Kemper answers the call. So I'm looking forward to talking to him. And, of course, uh, we're going to continue to talk a little football. Uh, we've got player interviews with Derek Pitts today and Jamari Edwards. We're going to hear them later on the program. As I mentioned, your phone calls. You can also jump on the program using Twitter. I'm located at Paul Swan. Also, Facebook. We've got a Facebook page. We hope you can find it and join it. I know you can find it. All you have to do is search the drive with Paul Swan and then hit that like button. Uh, we post links to the podcast all the time, and we put everything up. Uh, if something really big's happening, uh, you can find it on social media. If uh, we've got something really special to tell you, you can find it there also. So uh, find me on all the social media channels. We really do appreciate it. Uh, as I mentioned, Tony's coming up in a little bit to talk basketball, but um, some of the kind of things that we're going to get into this evening uh, will be football because we've got Monday, I'm sorry, Thursday night football. We have Thursday night football coming up tonight. The Giants at the Eagles. That's going to uh, kick off about 8.20. We're going to have it for you following the Doc Holiday Show right here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 9.30. So we've got football for you, as I mentioned. The Doc Holiday Show is coming up tonight, so that'll be at 7 o'clock. So looking forward to that. And, of course, Marshall's taking on FAU. That is coming up on Saturday. It's going to be a different kind of homecoming, isn't it? This is going to be a really different kind of homecoming. I mean, everything's gone virtual. Uh, Things are not as interactive as far as being together. However, the game is still on. I haven't heard anything. I mean, I get that question a lot. Hey, is FAU coming? Sounds like it. they are. Sounds like they are. I know they've had some issues with COVID. I know FIU's had some issues with COVID, but it seems like FAU's coming. There's nothing indicating that they're not. There hasn't been a, a last-minute, oh, we can't play. And now, of course, we got Friday to deal with also. We got Friday, but everything seems to be on track for that game. So, But I've got that question a few times, and you know, my answer is, look, until something's official, uh, they're coming. Nobody has said anything otherwise. So we'll have that game for you Saturday right here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Now, baseball action hasn't been as uh, exciting as far as TV viewership is concerned. Uh, we have, we don't have Game 2's numbers just yet. But the game on Tuesday drew 
9.195 million viewers. That is the least watched World Series game one ever and the least watched World Series game ever. So the TV ratings are down for Major League Baseball in the World Series. And, of course, that game was terrible. 8-3 Dodgers win. If you're a Dodgers fan, it was great. Now, the game yesterday, a little bit more interesting, but still, TV ratings are down. Nobody's really tuning in uh, as far as the measurements are, are concerned. And there's a lot of things going on. All the leagues are down. NBA's down. NFL is doing okay. NHL was down. I mean, sports are taking a hit across the board. I mean, there's a lot more going on. Everything's out of season. A lot of competition. Baseball. And I really don't buy into some of the uh, arbitrary reasons. Uh, it's just, you know, it's not the same. It's watching basketball in a super gym was not that fun. It was fun, but it wasn't that fun. And I can't really say what the average viewer's tastes and sensibilities are. I was having fun watching all the hockey, but that's me. You know that. If you're a longtime listener, you know that I'm going to watch no matter what. And I kind of found it really cool that the first week, you know, there was like game, 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 game. And that was my scheduled vacation time. So I took advantage of that. That was fun. So, I mean, it was also nice that I had hockey on my birthday. That was pretty cool. Hockey on my birthday. It wasn't the Rangers. They get eliminated. But still, it was pretty fun to have hockey on your birthday. I mean, if for, for me, I haven't ever had hockey on my birthday. Like, what's, what's there to watch? Like, hey, at that time, summer movies are kind of dwindling down. So, you know, you can't go, hey, let's all go see the, the latest Avengers movie or something cool like that. No, no. I mean, Miami Vice came out one year. I mean, not to digress here too far. Miami Vice came out one year. I watched that. The reboot. That was cool. But then again, I liked Miami Vice as a kid. The reboot was cool. They still show that. I think it was an encore. I flipped the channels. One of the encore channels, if you have DirecTV, you have like 500 encore channels or part of your package. And, you know, you got Miami Vice and there's Knight Rider. I don't see Airwolf or anything like that, but I do digress. I do digress. We're going to get into uh, a lot of things here with Tony Kemper on the other side of the break. I'm looking forward to that. Uh, We've got football, of course, coming up after the Doc Holliday show. Uh, Speaking of getting your football fixed before we go to break, uh, here's an interesting item. As of tomorrow, Hulu, if you have the Hulu TV service, Hulu is going to drop Sinclair's package of Fox Regional Sports Networks from its live TV service. So if you're a Hulu subscriber, you probably check your email. Something went out explaining why. There's a carriage dispute with Sinclair. So that came out today. They're basically saying we're done. It's okay time. Unless you're a college football fan and you like the games that are on uh, some of the Fox Regional channels, your mileage may vary. I mean, thankfully, I haven't had any problems with DirecTV in this regard. Uh, the right package, I can watch everything. So, again, it's uh, becoming more and more difficult to cut the cord because, again, you can't a la carte what you want. And you got to take it's all or nothing. And I think some of these sports networks are going to price themselves out of the market. They're going to ask for too much, and there are a lot of people who are – Honestly, there are a lot of people who are taking these packages not because of sports. They're taking it because they want the other channels. They don't want the sports. 
If you are a subscriber and you have to jack your package up to get certain channels that include the sports packages, but you want some other channels that are bundled into that, I mean, you're you're dropping your package. And again, that's where I think television is getting hurt a lot, or at least the sports channels are having problems. If I want sports, I'll get a subscription to ESPN+. Plus. I like that. I just like, here's my option. I, I want that. Just give me that. And there's not really a, a package that's comparable to that. But again, I have ESPN already. And so the plus package, when I have it, it just complements what I want. And usually there's a, a more compelling reason. Remember, you know, that's still uh, a bit away from the, I guess, the uh, it's hard in rural parts of the state. We found that out earlier with a lot of people mad they couldn't watch the Mountaineers or they didn't have the broadband. That's why there's big put, hey, I think also having all these kids at home, virtual learning, uh, we discovered that we need broadband in the state of West Virginia, and we need it in a bad way. Tony Kemper on the other side of the break. We will continue on with today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM at AM 930. Presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Guests with Paul Swan appear via the Miller Lite phone lines. It's a pleasure to welcome to the program now. We haven't had him on in a few weeks. and Now we're getting close to actually having a season to talk about. Head coach of the Marshall women's basketball team, Tony Kemper, joins us on the program. And I was teasing Tony off air. Uh, he hasn't had a Zoom conference call with the media just yet, but that's okay with me because, um, Coach, um, yeah, I'm excited just the fact that I got you back on. We can talk basketball. I'm ready. I'm ready. It's kind of a uh, – it feels like – Years and years ago, since we played last, because uh, we've gone through so much in between. But it's uh, darn near November, and means we start to get cold. We go inside, we play some basketball. Well, I'm with you right there, because um, I mean we're in year five of 2020 right now, so I understand you know <laughs> where you feel that. Isn't that the truth? I mean, it, it feels like three years ago that it was March 11th. I think is the day that we got called off down in Frisco. And that feels like just so long ago. And it is what it is. Power through it, right? Exactly. We're here now. And uh, I guess the first thing we should talk about is the the way Conference USA is going to handle the conference schedule. You're going to have a return to form of the, the – you don't have the pod system. So that that's gone. You right. don't have the okay, you know. Do I have to, you know? Yeah, okay, I'm a five seed, but I could I could lose a couple of games and be a seven seed. No, you, you're you're if you're an eight seed, you know where you're at. Yeah, you, know, you you earn your way there, but you're also going to have to go through an interesting schedule quirk. Now you are going to play host to four Conference USA teams, and you'll play that team twice. And then you're going to be on the road four times. You'll play that team twice. And then your travel partner or your rival, in this case, it'll, I'm assuming it's going to be Western Kentucky, you'll have a home and an away series with them to get to the uh, specified amount of games and conference. How do you like that? I mean, do you like that? Are you on board with this? Or are you just wait and see attitude? I mean, how do you feel? Yeah, you know, I. I like it because I think it's 2020, and you know when you look at what your what our goals are, which is um, 
you know, to get the best experience we can for our student athletes. Um, you kind of start to look at some of the, uh, the, how difficult it is to travel, quite frankly, and different things like that. It's, you try to kind of mitigate that. We're not going to, we're not going to cross teams and stuff like that as much. And, um, you know, there's, there's certainly things I don't like. Um, you know, I, I think, uh, it's it's way different than anything we've ever done, but I think looking at what our options were, I think it made sense to go the direction that we did. And um, you know, now it's just uh, it's gonna be a little bit NBA, you know, NBA finals this, where you uh, you get ready to play play a team back to back, which that's just something that doesn't happen very often in college. I guess it happens uh, CBI or something like that on the men's side. I guess they have a series at the end for the championship, but other than that, we just don't do it in college. So it'll be a new challenge. And, um, you know, I think it'll be, that part will be fun from a coaching perspective is just kind of operating in a different world. You know, do you, do you have relatively the same game plan twice in a row if it works? And there's some thought process like that that goes on that we've never had to worry about, you know, so, uh, it's unique. Um, and, and it's the best we can do, I think, in, in what is a challenging year. I guess the challenge there also is, and this is probably maybe maybe this excites you, maybe this excites the players, but you mentioned that NBA aspect, that, that finals aspect. If you, you have a good game, that game plan might not necessarily work the second time. Or if you have a bad game, you, know, you have an opportunity to fix that and correct it for the second game. Yeah, I think that's going to be really unique. You know, because we obviously we play teams twice during the year, but we don't ever play them in in this fashion. So you have some time to process. Your team changes quite a bit over the course of three weeks in a, in a year or four weeks or however long we go between playing them. And um, you know, this is going to be forty eight hours. And um, you know, I think that that is something that, quite frankly, I haven't wrapped my mind around the way to the way to do that. There's going to be some feel involved that. Um, you know, we just haven't we haven't worked that side of our brain ever. Um, so it'll, I, I like that about it. I think that's going to be kind of fun from a strategic standpoint. Um, get your get different parts of your your psyche working, I guess. So, but it, it's definitely different. Tony Camper joins me, the head coach of the Marshall women's basketball team. What are the challenges you've been going through so far? You've got to get your team ready. You've got to go through all of the protocols and everything that will keep your team safe, uh, COVID-free, able to play basketball, everything. And uh, you've had a few months uh, to watch other leagues, other teams operate. So, you know, what's the challenges and what have you learned? Well, I think I think it's everything you already know. You know, it's just we learned how to practice wearing masks. Um, you know, it's that's just walking in a grocery store in a mask is something that Americans have never learned how to do. Um, you, you know, so just, I would say those kind of things are the the biggest challenges. I, I, I'll tell you another big challenge is we, you know, building a team. And, and I guess if you just look at the overall like freshman experience for someone at, at Marshall, it's just different. You know, it's very hard to gather. Um, it's very hard to sit. You can't, when you do, you have to spread out, you know, you meet your team and they, sit seven chairs apart, take up a whole section of the Henderson Center. You know, you need a microphone to talk to them. And that's just a different world than what we're used to um, in, in growing a team. And we've got uh, we've got five new players. So, 
you know, that's a fairly good sized number and just trying to bring everybody together in a year like this. Um, you know, I think that's probably been the biggest challenge by, you know, we, we have not been over to my house as a team to, to eat and hang out. And, and by this time in a typical year, that's probably happened, you know, three or four times already. So there is, uh, there's just some isolation that goes on with, with all our parameters that, that I think makes it difficult to, to give the experience that you want to give, you know, from my perspective. The only plus there is the grocery bill, right? That's the only plus. It's not- <laughs> well, I still eat a lot. So it, <laughs> it, it, it's, it's a, I'm an eater, so sometimes I might grill as much as I would do when the grill's here. I just don't. I just have to eat it over a couple of days. You know, there's there's still an abundance of steak being eaten um, at the Kemper House. I got you. Tony Kemper's with me, the head coach of the Marshall women's basketball team. So. Uh, I'm going to mask up. Maybe I can get some of that steak uh, in their absence. But that's the challenge. You're right. Uh, these young ladies, they can't be as social with each other, and they can't build those bonds. You can't uh, – I mean, you're trying to stay safe. They're trying to stay safe. You're not trying to put each other in situations. And so uh, you've had to probably teach as much as learn about how to handle your business now in this situation. No doubt. I'm learning every day. You know, and it, it's uh... – as a campus, you know, we are, we're, we're learning every day. And, um, there's a whole lot of people doing jobs that they never imagined. Um, and, you know, I think as our athletic department's doing a great job of being, uh, versatile and figuring it out, you know, I, I, it was, I thought it was awesome that Marshall's kind of led, led the way in terms of football and stuff like that, getting out there and finding a way to play. And I think our university wide has been that way. You know, there's people wearing, hats that we've never had and and uh you know i think my wife teaches over at marshall she's an instructor and you know from from what i see we're we're doing a great job in what is a, a challenging year you know it's not easy but we've kind of figured out a way in a lot of different areas to to make a go of it so um learning like i said and like you kind of said you you uh day by day but that's what we're doing what are their challenges getting the schedule put together? And the conference schedule, of course, will take care of itself. You're not really worried about that. It's the non-conference schedule and how you handle that I'm more interested in. So can you – it's not out yet, but it, can you give us any insights into what it might look like? Well, it is close to being done, you know, and I, th- I think uh, that that's probably the biggest challenge is just it's very uh, – very wiggly in 2020. You kind of think you've got it set, and then maybe something shifts a little bit. So we have uh, it's kind of one of those things. A while back, we had it up. We had it up for just a couple of days, and then when the NCA set, you know, gave us a little bit different timeline, we uh, we had to adjust a little bit. But there's some there's some games I'm really excited about here in Huntington, and then on the road as well. So I, I really anticipate Paul within the next week to 10 days i think we'll have a a full schedule release um with our with our non-conference we're just trying to get it all finished i guess before we before we show it to show it to the public how many games do you anticipate or is that still up in the air is that still in that squishy area you mentioned well so we can play up to 25 and i think we will be at 25 or very close you know when we when we release the schedule so um it's not going to be you know, a drastic swing one way or the other. We're going to be right, right in there, 20, 23, 24, 25, somewhere right in there. So trying to kind of finalize it at the end here, but, um, 
you know, it, it's going to be a good schedule, and it's got some fun games on it. Um, you know, and then of course you talk about the conference season and and the conference schedule is going to be. It's it's really hard if you know if you study women's basketball. Um, you know, quite for I don't I don't know the strength of schedule, but it, within our league, our Marshall women's basketball schedule is very very tough. When you look at who's been traditionally really good, the uh, Western Kentucky, Rice, uh, Middle Tennessee, Charlotte, uh, Old Dominion. I mean, those five teams are on our schedule. That's uh, ten games against. You know, if you just look at how everybody finished last year. Um, they're all right there at the top. So we, we got our hands full and, uh, you know, at the same time, I think we got a good group to, to grow and learn and, and get after people. So I'm excited about that too. Tony Kemper's with me, head coach of the Marshall women's basketball team. And you mentioned it's not going to change that much, but one thing that will change, not just the schedule is going to be a little different, but probably how we attend basketball games, basketball very different than football as far yeah. as what goes into pulling this off. You can't bubble unless you've got a bubble plan that you're you're about ready to unveil on me here. But how is this going to look on a game day? I mean, will there be limited fans? Is that something you're still working on with uh, the administration and everyone involved with the league? You know, what is it going to look like? What's game day going to be like? Well, that is a wonderful question, and it, I'm going to tell you really quickly, that's above my pay grade. So um, I don't have really any insight as to where, where we're going, and I think you know, generally when you look around across the country, I think you know everybody's sort of trying to make those decisions as close to game time as possible because um, I, I think the I think everybody's hoping for a breakthrough. What, what, I don't know what the breakthrough would be, but... Um, you know, that maybe allows as good a fan experience as we can have. So, um, you know, I haven't seen – you have seen the same plan that I have, and um, there's challenges up and down the, the board as far as athletically go, and that's just something that, um, you know, our safety people at Marshall and uh, administration and stuff like that are going to focus on that and um, maybe give my input here and there, but – um, I'm going to listen to what they say we can do, and I know they're going to do the best they can to, to help Marshall fans, which are some of the greatest in the country, you know, have a good year in, in basketball cheering us on. So uh, well, I'm kind of waiting on that as well. I, I don't have much insight. I think as a stopgap, we have the cardboard fans. We, we've talked about that before. We need to just go ahead and, and commit to that right now. Just uh, we do, I, I, but I have learned yeah. that I need a mask for your cardboard guy when we're on the bus. I'm going to need a mask. Okay, that's so fine. I'm good with that. Just, he, he needs to be masked up. So just get that ready for your cardboard guy. I'm good with that. I'm he can ride shotgun by me, but he's got to have a mask on. I'm good with that. I'm completely good with that. That's that's okay because um, you know, other than me doing this show in my hermetically sealed studio right now, you know, the mask uh, it's it's very rarely off. Um. Right. Yeah. <laughs> mine, mine either. Mine either. Yeah. So masked up cardboard me is fine, and and yep. uh, I was thinking we could have all of the uh, the other coaches as well have their cardboard representations. I mean, could you imagine like uh, say have Ari Agnes cardboard form uh, courtside just screaming? You know, just imagine that. We need her in a good spot. She's pretty positive, so she she'd help us respond to runs and stuff like that. I think in a pretty good way as a team. So get her close to the action. 
I agree. I like that. I mean, I'm, I'm suggesting cardboard because I, I know we can't do what the NBA did and have the digital fans. I mean, maybe we could one day. It's, I, I like that idea. We have a heck of a nice video board, so true. Maybe that's part of what they're working on. They're okay, figure out how to split that screen into nine squares and and show us at home. I would be down with that completely. That would be fantastic. Um, I, I did like what I did like the what the NBA did. Uh, I, I will say this: it was uh, it was very creative um, compared to what some of the other leagues have done. And of course, now when I look at the, some of the the arenas and some of the stadiums, if they don't have anything fun there, I'm, forget it. You, you've lost me. Yeah. Well, I agree with you on the NBA, but we also have to take. So we got to go back a step further to that, and we got to give a nod to the. Is the TBT and uh, what what was Marshall's team called in that that made a tremendous run? That's, heard that's that where they got that screen. Yeah, heard that. Heard that. Watching watching those guys get after it. I think the NBA learned how to to market their their stuff a little bit better after watching that because that was fantastic. And they copied a lot of how they set up the court and stuff like that from from the TBT. So that was that was pretty good exposure and, and great basketball. Uh, when we were watching that run, that was fun. That was a nice little. Uh, we needed that. Uh, that was um, that was serotonin for the brain. I mean, whatever you want to call it, that was just nice to have. Yeah, it, it was fun to have I that. Agree. And um, I mean, Ott Elmore is the uh, is the legend of the tournament now. I mean, let's just just call it what it is. It, it legend across America. He, he wiggled his way into our hearts. <laughs> When are we going to get a women's version of that? That's uh, that's my next question. I mean, when are we get a women's version of that? Well, I think what you know, one of our all-time greats, I think, tweeted about that. I think I saw Shayna okay. tweeting something about you know where's the where's the women's version of the TBT. So she might be working on that on the side. You know how how to get that going. Okay, I want to put you on the spot. Give me the TBT women's version. Marshall alumni team. What's that team look like? Wow, that's you are putting me on the spot. I am. You know, I, so so I have to caveat this okay. with the fact that a lot of my, you know, I didn't. I, I feel like I'm from here now, but a lot of my life was not spent in this region. So my history, uh, it's kind of, it, it's it's a little bit, uh, it's not that great. I think we need Karen Pelfrey in there. I think that's important. Um, I'm trying to think. There's 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 another jersey up in the rafters that I is flipping my mind right now. But I know Karen was really good. I think when you look at my era, you you got to have Shane up there. Uh, we get we got to get her on the TBT team. Uh, you know Leah Scott. I don't know if you remember that name. She has been all over the world playing basketball and currently is somewhere. But she has carved out a heck of a nice career for herself. She goes. She really plays two different. Um, she'll play two different leagues a year. Um, so I, I think I'd put her in there. Uh, you know, Taylor Porter. Her last game ever at Marshall was ten threes, made threes, which was quite a show. Um, I did not do much coaching that day. I just sat there and I clapped uh, when she made ten threes. On so maybe her. Um, I'm sure I'm forgetting people. I'm as Chica Zebo. Man, she she played hard and stuff a couple of years ago. So maybe let's start with that. Is that is that did I just give you five? I think we can start with that. I mean, again, we've got we've got some time, and you don't have to have you have enough there to be a Marshall alumni team. You can bring in a couple of 
of gu- hired guns. You can do that. It's it's allowed. We could. I could go to. I I don't want to go to. You, you know, I mean, you the, can look down your coaching guys, staff. You can look across at your coaching staff and and maybe insert a couple there. Somebody. Coach Crawford was a pretty darn good player at at Georgetown, so that might not be a bad idea. She went to a couple NCAA tournaments, and um, she might need to do some hamstring stretches and stuff. But but you're right. That's that's not a bad coach. Liz, she was great. At, Liz Brown was a good player at at Richmond. Played overseas in uh in Germany, I think. So. We've got some talent over there. See, it uh, counts. Darn myself, not as talented. There's not as much male talent as there is female talent, but that's the way it's supposed to be. That's okay. I mean, this is the women's uh, TBT, so it, you don't worry. Right. No pressure. No pressure yeah, on you. Yeah, we're not involved. We're not involved. I think I would be good on her team, though. I would be a great I, – I would practice really hard for them, and I would really support them. I'd be a great teammate. Um, take water. I could get – John and those guys water when they needed it. Um, so I'm, you know, I'm pining for that that 12th man role next year. I don't need any of the the winnings that they're going to get. I'll just I'll just take the uh, enjoy being on a team again. You know. Tony Camper, my guest, didn't think we were going here, but we did. <laughs> that's, we did. That's we the did. beauty of it. That's the... that's been about the best basketball thing happened in a while. So it, it's okay to be there. You're saying you didn't um, you didn't enjoy my Lakers winning the uh, championship? I'm not a Lakers guy. Mm. I am not a Lakers guy, but I did watch quite a bit of that. Okay. Um, you know, I, I enjoyed the the Eastern Conference probably a little bit better than the Western Conference. I thought it was a little closer. Your Lakers kind of they took care of business once they got in there. Yes, they did. Yes, I did. And uh, I'm are ha- you a Dodgers guy too? Uh, no, no, no. I'm just a Lakers because um, when I was growing up, the the only basketball team in existence, uh, you had to pick two. It was either um, the Lakers or the Celtics. So those are the only two that were okay. in existence. They they every year it was just uh, like 82 game schedule with them, and then they played in the finals. That's how it worked out. It, it felt okay. like. Yep. And you went West Coast. I went West Coast. Yeah, because you know that's all my friends were were rooting for the the. The Lakers, so you know, I just uh, I I jumped on with them. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. You've got a little California, a little beach, beach in you. I yeah, can see that. I mean the, yeah, I could I could do that. I mean my basically, <laughs> basically my hockey team's East Coast. Uh, my baseball and my uh, football teams are, are sort of Midwest Ohio, and then you know I got um, I got the Lakers for my basketball team. It, it it's weird, but it works. Yeah, a little bit. I got you. Yeah, I mean. Here's the problem, though. I, I kind of like the Knicks too, but they they make it hard to like them. <laughs> Some teams are like that. Yeah, they're like that. That's so. I I'm just gonna take the you know I, since uh, since early childhood, I'm just gonna take the win with the basketball team and and be okay with that. I'll take the win. Yep that that's not a bad idea. Yeah. Tony Camper, my guest. Yeah, and uh, we're going to celebrate some herd victories. I uh, can't wait for the schedule. When the schedule comes out, we'll definitely get you back on. Uh, hopefully, uh, we can talk about a couple of things. Uh, I'm just hoping some of the uh, signature games that uh, were on the schedule will be back there. But I know you can't say until we get the schedule released. Well, I'd like it to have the, the pen, the, the ink dry, and then and then I'm with you. We'll come back and I'll tell you exactly where we're going and who we're playing. And um, you know, there might be some clarity too on. You know, the question about what a home game looks like and stuff like that. But, um, you know, our, we're, we're getting our team ready to play hard, and I like the, their approach and stuff like that. Um, you know, they're going to be ready to represent um, 
you know, university well, and that's what we're working on. Tony Kemper, Marshall women's basketball coach. Thanks, sir. Appreciate you. Thank you. Same to you. See you. That's Tony Kemper. When we come back, we're going to talk a little herd football. We've got Dariq Pitts when we continue with today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Never miss a moment of The Drive with Paul Swan. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And if you missed the last segment, you missed Tony Kemper, so that's a great reason why you need to go get the podcast and to expand on that. All right, quick research here. I told Coach he can pick the rest. Uh, we would go with our women's uh, TBT team. Karen Pelfrey, I think Christina Benfield, and uh, Tammy Wiggins have to make the all-time TBT list. I don't know if they could play today, but you know what? Uh, they could play back in the day, and that's our list from uh, the record book. So, you know what? This would be a Woody Woodrum topic, and we'll leave it at that for right now. Uh, we're going to talk a little football now. We've got Derek Pitts and – we talked to him the other day. One of the questions that was asked of him to start this thing off, and we're going to play it in its entirety. It's pretty brief. But he was just asked to talk about how um, how good it is uh, just to be off to a great start, and that's where we'll, that's where we'll begin. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, that's a great um, plan for Marshall. You know, it, it all started in camp, honestly. You know, we uh, we were, I was the same group of guys from last year, so we just built off that chemistry from, from last year to this year, and we just uh, had a lot of confidence in each other. And um, Tavante Beck, the linebacker, he just so competitive on the on the field, on practice, in the game. So everybody just come along with that, and everybody is so competitive with that. So it's honestly a competition out there on the field gets the most tackles. So it's just a competitive nature all around the football field. You're getting ready for this week's opponent. It, it's sort of like starting over again, like it's week one. You really don't have much on them. They've got maybe a little bit more on you. Right. What's preparation like just trying to get ready for yeah, a team? Every week's different, and here we are again. Yeah, uh, you know, coaches coach, players play. I, I'm, I'm a firm believer in that. So the coaches, they come up with the scheme. We just execute it. So uh, they give us the – they give us the um, responsibility to execute the calls they make, and it's our job to make them look good on Saturdays, and us, it's, it's vice versa. So uh, we got a great defensive staff, and um, Doc, Coach Doc Holliday, he uh, puts a lot of hard work into everything that he does. So defensively, we just execute the, uh, the plan every week, and um, so far it's been doing good, 4-0. So in a sense, it's, it's forcing them to adjust to you more so than if you're out there doing what you need to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's that's the that's the good thing about it. We don't need to adjust to them; they can adjust to us. So while they playing catch up, we just uh, you know, going forward. Tariq, whenever you all trust in the plan, like what you know, you're talking about coaches, coach, players. But whenever you go in with that mindset and you all just trust in the plan that that's put forth to win, how much faster does that make you all as a defense? Simply because you're not second guessing, you're just reacting. Uh, it's easy, you know. It's easier for us, you know. We don't got to think so much. We just know. The call is going to work. That's like that's our go-to plan in the, in the whole scheme, everything. So we just know the call and work. If it don't work, we're going to make it work. And um, you know, we just got that trust into in, in each other. Though so, you know, um, you know, Marshall, the defense here, you know, it's it's very fast. We don't have the biggest guys on the defensive line. Everyone quick, but everyone does their job and responsibilities. The back end of offense, you know, just being able to to both cover and you know that teams are going to start throwing on you all more because they haven't been able to run the football do you all like take that as the personal challenge each week to go out there and fly around to the football and make plays there too oh man we we waiting on that opportunity man the, the, the d-line so is it's so elusive man it's so they they good in everything they do honestly i haven't seen a flaw on our defense line yet 
But, you know, um, the secondary, we're so deep back there. I mean, we have about four corners playing. We got three safeties, four safeties rolling in every uh, opportunity we get. So we just waiting for the opportunity to, to be tested um, for a whole game, actually. So we just waiting for that that time. And Coach Lambert, he just lets us know every week we're going to get their best shot throughout the pass, do anything. So we just waiting for our time to be challenged. And I feel like we can step up for that challenge and execute that plan. What do you think is making you guys so successful right now? Uh, we just believe in each other, man. We, 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 this team, man, it's just, the trust is so crazy, man. Come all the way down for special teams, even the opposite side of the offense. Like, man, we on the sideline, we just, everybody has like, there's nobody on our sideline in practice, like crying about reps or anything else. Everybody just happy to be a part of a team. So the people that's not getting as many reps on offense and defense, they're on the special teams and they have an important role in that. So Doc Holliday, the special teams coaches, and everyone all around, they, they made everyone feel special in anything that they do. So there's not too many people hanging their heads down. So everyone looking every Saturday to make an opportunity to make a play. And here at Marshall, Coach Doc Holliday hearts on all the time. So you want to play on defense, you got to make a play on special teams. So everybody is on special teams that's not playing on offense defense. They're trying to make that play on special teams to get recognized to play on offense or defense. Rick, we talked with Doc yesterday about the top 25 ranking, and he says, he tells you guys not to listen to the noise. Is that, can you explain what he means by that? Right. Uh, you know, you got outsiders all the time. You know, people believe in the hype, man. We Marshall, we always been underdogs here, man. So we not talk, we get our head high, but Coach Doc Holiday always bring, has a good job, you know, just bringing us back to level. Like, yeah, they forgot about us at one point in time. We was in the top 25 uh, recently, actually. We was taken out of it in the week. So that that was a chip on our shoulder. So we don't really listen to anybody that, that's, you know, saying good job is down there. We also remember that they forgot about us at a point in time. Hey, Drake, uh, Tronti, the quarterback for FAU, kind of turned their first game around with a big run. Are there similarities to what uh, they're going to do with Western Kentucky and Pigram a couple of weeks ago? And what made you guys successful against Western Kentucky? Kentucky in that style. Oh man, we put a lot of uh put a lot of pressure on Devonta. You know, he was our uh a quarterback sky guy, a quarterback spy guy. So he 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 did he did his job, you know, on that front end, the front line. So in the rest follow, you know, the defensive line followed, the defensive backs follow. You know, it was just uh, it was just it was just piggyback. So when one person do good, I'm sure the next person gonna do good. And it, it was just a, a chain of events of everybody doing doing good, everybody's successful on the field. Everyone happy, you know, everyone is out there having fun and doing what we love to do every Saturday. We prepare for that Monday through Friday. FAU also has uh, receivers who are transfers from Clemson, from Duke, from Miami. When you watch them, do they look like that? Do they look like uh, high level? Uh, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't put none, nothing past no one. I mean, obviously, they, they're on a scholarship just like I'm a scholarship. So I try not to, you know, get too cocky. I'm, I'm a humble person, man, but when I feel, you know, Every, everything changes. The switch changed for the whole defense. You know, uh, they on scholarship just like us, like I said, you know. So they got the ability that we got. Anything can happen. So we just got to make sure we say fundamentally sound to our keys and just don't let them, you know, have no crazy day on us. And it, it's been working every week, you know. We just uh, lock down, humble down, you know, get the job done every week. Knowing that you all are going to get everybody's best shot and also knowing that you know, the team that won last year's CUSA title is coming into your all's house. How, like, what is the energy level for this week specifically based off those two components? Oh, man, it's, just, it's, it's unbelievable, man. We, uh, you know, we, we have our four captains. We have five this week, but that was a big thing on uh, on their speech uh, throughout the team. You know, uh, you know, FAU, they're, they're a good team. I'm not taking them away from them. But, you know, if we if we come in and execute how we're supposed to execute, I feel like the plan of action is going to fall into place. 
uh, hats off to them, though. They've been doing a, a heck of a job over there in their facilities and their staff. So we're not taking nobody like, you know, we're going to come in and get in you know, work. That's like they work every day and every week. There you have it. That's some pretty, um, pretty insightful uh, comments there. When we continue, we are going to wrap it up here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. And that's going to do it for this edition. I want to thank Tony Kemper joining us on the program today, talking a little herd women's basketball. We'll have him back soon. Hopefully we're going to get that Marshall women's and men's basketball schedule sometime here in the next few days or sometime early next week. That would be great either way. So we'll break it all down for you. And, of course, coming back tomorrow, we've got high school football action. We'll tell you what games are actually going on and get you set. We're one day closer to Marshall taking on FAU, so we'll break all of that down. Uh, One piece of news I do want to mention briefly, and, and we'll get into it in greater detail. Spring Valley senior offensive lineman Bryce Biggs verbally committing to Marshall. We'll talk hopefully about that in greater detail tomorrow here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. WRBC Huntington, W227BS Huntington, your flagship home of the Marshall Thundering Herd and The Drive with Paul Swan, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930.